Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hello, everybody. Hi, babe. Hi. How was your day? It was a good day. What did you eat for lunch? Yell it. One confident peanut butter and jelly over here. Well, I know when I was growing up, (laughs) going into a course of peanut butter jelly time. No, I know when I was in middle school, I, and in junior high, and even in high school, we always had Chicken Wednesday. And it was, you got three wonderful chicken tenders, mashed potatoes with white gravy, and a fan, don't, ew, it's fantastic, come on, come on, I know you, take a hike, all right. So we would always have that, and it was a fond memory I have when I was in school, and I'd actually like to share another fond memory with you. So when I was in third grade, I was in third grade, I was in Miss Schlegel's class, okay, hard to say, harder to spell. Now, I was in her class, and I sat on the second row. Now, the second row is the best row because, yes, because front row, too close, too close. Back row, she's got her eye on you. Middle, you're invisible. It's so fantastic. Right there, second row. So I had fantastic prime seating in Ms. Schlegel's class. But this new kid came to school, and his name was Nick Perez. His new kid came, and he sat on the back row, and he had a hard time reading the board. His peepers could not see that far. And so, I, the good Samaritan that I am, was like, I'll switch you, Nick. Okay, I'll switch you. I'll give up my prime seating so that you can see. I was good. I was kind. Kind lady. Well, little did I know when I made that switch and I went to back row and sat behind him that my biggest nightmares had come true. Because there's three things I hate in life. One is wind chimes. I hate wind chimes. I hate them. It's just, it's just the most terrible noise. It sounds like just, you know, the devil popping his knuckles. It's just, there's no rhythm to it. It's terrible. Then, uh, secondly, I hate 3 p.m. Hate it. Because in school, that is when you are free. It is the time of day of freedom and a snack and a nap and Oprah. But as an adult, Oprah is no longer on TV, and I got to work for two more hours. So I do not like 3 p.m. Third thing I hate is rat tail haircuts. Now, I realize in a room this size, if you have rat tail haircut, bless you, you are bold, but I hate them. Uh, I feel like they are just a string of redneck regret, okay? I I grew up in Arkansas. There was a lot, there was a lot of this. If you have a rat tail haircut today or a Padawan braid, you are brave. I love you. I want to meet you later, okay? But when I was in third grade, I hated this. So I, I was kind. I thought I was kind in my heart, and I switched, I switched seats with him. But m- much of my third grade education became how to get rid of this, hair, this haircut, how to cut off this rat tail. That, it was, that became my education. I sat behind him and I lied in wait for months until I had an opportunity. And so then it was carpet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
It was carpet time. We were watching a new movie. You maybe have heard of it, <laughs> A Bug's Life. It was a new flick. We were watching A Bug's Life. And when we were watching A Bug's Life, I waited for my prime moment. You know, I had dull scissors. It was ridiculous, but I stole her scissors, the sharp ones from her desk. I know, don't, don't do as I do. I'm just telling you because I'm repenting now. Now. <laughs> so then I waited. I sat behind him with my scissors under my leg, and I waited until that caterpillar became a beautiful butterfly. And everybody was excited and cheering, and there was a little bit of a scuffle. Everybody was moving, so I just... And I stayed still. I promise this is a true story, and I'm not very proud of it. So, so well, have you ever been to the cinema? There's a build, okay? Not done with the story. So, now, 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 now. So, um, so I, I end up cutting off his rat tail. I put the scissors back. I take the hair. I don't throw it away in the room. I don't want them to know where the crime happened. Okay? I go to the girls' bathroom and I throw it away there. They're never going to look for a boy's ponytail in a girl's bathroom. They're never going to do it. So I do that. The next day, the next day, there's a witch hunt. Because Nick's mom was very mad he came home with less hair than he went to school with. And so she got the principal on it. And Mr. Giles was all over like, now Nick lost some hair. And Nick was like, I don't know where it went. And so... We like all went through and I, it started, the guilt started building up in me and it started building up in me and then I finally confessed. 10 years later, I confessed in my, in my high school graduation speech. So my speech was on memories and so I was like, Lindsay Hudgens, we used to have the best sleepovers at your house. Stephen Thomas, you used to like dunk me in the pool and drown me. And Nick Perez, I cut off your rat tail, I'm so sorry. And like everybody, like we all remember the couple new kids that came in and transferred. They were like, what? But then everybody else was like, you? And I was like, me. And then like his mom stood up and was like, you? And I go, Diana, I am so sorry. Because I know her. Because he was my neighbor, okay? This wasn't just a neighbor. This wasn't just a neighbor. Next to me, this was like walking distance from my house, my desk, my lunch table. This man was my neighbor. I say man. He was a third grader. He was a boy. But he grew up to be a man, a giant football player. He stood up in his robe and went, that's what he did. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, but yeah, but yeah, my mom, though, she didn't take the story very well because she just thought it was like, you held on to this for so long? For 10 years. I go, well, now I repent it. She was like, no, what did I teach you, Mallory? Good Samaritan. Because I had told the story. And then there, she goes, you're not a good Samaritan. She was like, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want Nick to cut off your ponytail? And then I thought about it. And I was like, no, I don't want that at all. I don't want, and she was like, so now my mom always tells me, she's like, you owe him a ponytail. So sometimes when I have my ponytail, she just pretends like she's going to cut it off. But technically I do, I, own him, I owe him a ponytail. And so I was thinking about, no, if any of you come at me, backhand. I have repented, I am fine. Okay. So, but here, here's, the, here's the story behind it. 
is um, I always think of this story when I think of the parable of the Good Samaritan. Because sometimes, uh, with a good heart or a kind heart, we do something. And then we end up, we can hurt somebody along the way. And I hurt somebody, okay? I hurt somebody. I actually hurt my neighbor. And there's this part in Scripture that I want to read to you. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. Who in here has heard of the Good Samaritan? Yeah, you kind of heard it. Okay. So here's the story of the Good Samaritan. This is in Luke 10. So it says, On an occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, Jesus replied. How do you read it? The man answered. He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But the man wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus, do you live on Rodeo Drive? I don't think so. <laughs> John Cena is not your neighbor, sir. <laughs> you live in Web City. So, in this, I really listen up. In this, Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes and beat him, and they went away from him, leaving him half dead. He passed, uh, a priest happened to be walking down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by him on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the same place, he saw the man and he passed on the other side of the road. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, he came to the man and he saw him and he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds and pouring oil and wine. Then he put him on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and gave, uh, and gave the innkeeper money. And he gave the innkeeper money saying, look after him. I will be back tomorrow, and if it costs more money, I will, I will reimburse you for any extra expense. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to that man who fell upon robbers. The expert of the law said, the one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So that's a little story, but I mean, it's got so much truth to it. So I need five people to help me tell this story. Um, green shirt, Macy, uh, blue, you, you. Come on. So. Okay, so line up, please. Line up. Okay. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Okay, now, you two. Now, you are the man who was beaten at the side of the road. You are the robber who will beat him. Now, Take everything I own. Take, take everything. everything. Take, every, take everything. Take his iPhone 6S. Okay. No, take put it back in. Take it in your back. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to reenact this as a little group. Okay. So you are the man. She is going to hit you. Not hit you. Don't hit him. She is going to pretend to hit you three times. Us as a crowd, we are going to go smack, boom, pow. Everybody yell, smack, boom, pow. And then you will fall. So, you can, in any way you decide, three hits and fall. Ready? 
He's got to create space. He's got to get into the character, okay? So you ready, Macy? Are you ready? Are they ready, she says. Are you ready, smack, boom, pow? Smack, boom, pow. Okay. Don't actually hit him. Ready? So a man was, came upon some robbers, and they beat him up. Go. Oh, the commitment. Stay, stay. All right. Everybody give it up for your robber. Never, never. She's a bully. Okay, go. Okay. So, this man is beaten and on the ground. So, what happens? First, oh, sorry. First, we have a priest. A priest comes by, and he's walking down the road, and any sensible human would see another human and help. But this priest walks around to the other side of the human and walks on by. Then we have a Levite who does the same thing. Oh, human, excuse me. And then goes around. It's ridiculous. He's crying. He's half dead for crying out loud. Then we have a Samaritan. Okay? Samaritan goes, sees said human hurting, and helps said human. Goes down. Helps them. Bandages wounds. Puts them on a donkey. Takes them. He's hurting. Help him up. Help him up, Samaritan. So then the Samaritan, hey, you're going to have to give a little. She's giving a little. Come on, help up. So anyway, so the Samaritan ends up helping. He's back. He's healthy. He's better than ever. So Samaritan, I want you to stand next to them. Priest, Levite, come here. I want to explain to you who these people kind of are, okay? So we got a Levite. We got a priest. You're doing great. A priest would be like a Jewish leader. Okay, he was a person, a leader in the church. He saw this man and he walked on by. Now, we have a Levite, which is different and we don't really know what that means, but it actually means a believer, someone who read the scriptures, somebody who was a part of the Hebrew family and knew the church, knew the priest. And so they were also a person of faith. Next, we have a Samaritan. A Samaritan in the, in the Bible, it talks about how a Samaritan is somebody who is different, somebody who is of a different race or economic status or social status, somebody who does not look like other people, somebody that is probably an outcast. And so from a church leader to a church goer to a person who is an outcast, the outcast helped the man. So let's think if we were in these shoes. Modern day, this happened thousands of years ago, but modern day, this priest would be the church. As a church, are we willing to help people? I'd hope to say yes. So the Levite, the person who believes, who had the scriptures and read, us, do we as a church, as greater church, but as a youth group, believe that we need to help people when we see people hurting You know, and it doesn't even have to be physical hurt, guys. You've seen it in the hallways. You've seen pain. You've seen drama. You've seen family issues. Will we, as a youth group, help? But then also, somebody that's a little different, somebody that maybe feels like an outcast, will you? Will you see someone and not walk out of the way to avoid them? Will you see someone in their pain and hurt, and will you help them? And what I think is really interesting about the question, who is my neighbor? is the fact that this guy in the story is not really specifically anyone. A man came across some robbers. I think, in reading that, that just embodies everyone. A man 
somebody, a person, a physical person that isn't you is your neighbor. And when this person is your neighbor, you help them. And so that kind of goes into what we've been, te- been teaching this whole time. Peyton talked about how love is looking past yourself, how kindness today we're talking about is what you do, and goodness is who you are. All of these things should be poured into others, poured into people who are hurting and broken in our school systems, who are family members that don't feel like they belong. Even you, if you're hurting, talk to an adult leader. Because you, as someone who is a part of the church, a part of the body, a part of Jesus living in your heart, if you have become a Christian, is being this good Samaritan, being someone that looks past so many things to see a person. And I think there's something about tonight, we're talking about kindness and goodness, that doesn't connect with us because we don't connect with people. There's so much that can be said with kindness and goodness through our eyes that can never be said through a screen. So as we go throughout the rest of this night, as we take communion, let's think about these four things. One, be good because you were made good. Be good because you were made to be good. And Jesus is is the representation of God and God coming to this broken world and saying, you were made for so much more. Because back in the garden, God made us to be good. We were the crowning of creation. The very last thing he made, and when he made us, he said they are very, very good. Goodness is who you are. Know that. Be kind. Because kindness is what you do, and kindness is who you are called to be. Kindness flows out of people. Kindness is something that we see along the road, along the hallway, just walking down the hallway of our homes. Be kind to your neighbors, to your family, to your friends, to strangers. And then be love because you were loved first. The coolest thing about the story is that it always, it was told a long time ago, but it relates to today because our God loved us first. And every week when we take communion, it's an amazing thing that we get to respect our Lord for he loved us and gave his life up for us. It says in 1 John, you are loved because you were loved first. And it's an amazing thing. And so as we go on, students, as a family, as a body, as individuals, may we know how we were made to be and who we are. May we know that these three things can pour out of us because they're being poured into us through these people around you, through the people in your schools. Even if school is hard, surely there's some teacher, surely there's some friends, surely there's light in those tunnels and hallways. Surely there's light here. So when we see people hurting, let's not text them. Let's not be distant. Let's go to people, even if it's not physical pain. Someone doesn't have to be on crutches for you to ask how they are. Somebody doesn't have to have a black eye for you to know something's wrong. So let's be kind and let's be good because that's who we were made to be. Because we were loved first. Be shaped by God. Be near him when you see people and pour out this kindness and this goodness. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity for us to come together and us to worship. 
even with buckets on our heads, Lord, we just pray that these moments and these stories, they can ring truth. That there are so many people, there's so many neighbors around us, there's so many people that go unheard and they are broken and they are bruised and they are hurting and sometimes, God, we just look down at the black mirrors in our phones and we don't see past ourselves to love. Lord, as junior high students, may we go out from this room and band together and love. May we impact with these impact cards and impact Japan for you, Lord. May we show and pour out kindness and goodness because it is what we do and who we are. Lord, thank you for the command to love thy neighbor as themselves. May we look past ourselves. And in your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.